Peace and blessings upon you all, my beautiful listeners, and welcome back to another episode of the Mindspace podcast. I am your host, Jasmine, and today we are going to talk about the Janne mindset. So, Couple weeks back, I held a beautiful event with a dear friend of mine that was a paint and ponder event where the beautiful ladies painted a guided um, landscape. We spoke about all things Janne and really detaching from this world and placing ourselves in our higher purpose, in our higher reward. So, a couple of things that I did touch on in my talk that I did have during the event was the Janne mindset. So, we are aware that Janne is our reward, that Janne is our goal, but we need to attain a specific mindset in order to keep our goal at the forefront of our mind. And I kind of call this the Janne mindset. So, for those of you who don't know, Janne means heaven, means paradise. This is our eternal abode inshallah. Um, so in order to achieve Janet, there is a specific mindset we need to entail. And I put this down to two key points. The first point being understanding yourself. And the second point was understanding that everything is temporary and these go hand in hand. So let me elaborate further upon these two pillars. Um, I did touch on it during my talk, but I didn't have enough time to really go into depth into everything that I wanted to cover. So why not hit a little refresh for those ladies that were at my event and those who don't know what I'm talking about, buckle up, grab a cup of coffee and let's get into the Janne mindset. So it really starts with understanding who you are. We are all flawed human beings. And the sooner you understand that and you accept that, the easier the next processes are for you. It is important to know who you are as a person. And that stems so much further than you know, knowing what goals you want, knowing what kind of lifestyle you want. It's really understanding your flaws as a human being, really discovering what's inside your heart, what's inside of your thoughts, what are your actions. And if those things are leading you to a path that is deserving of Jeanne or a path that isn't so deserving. And every single one of us have these within us. Perhaps it's jealousy, hatred, perhaps it's lusting into desires we shouldn't be, perhaps it's consuming things we shouldn't be, perhaps it's setting our eyes on things we shouldn't be, perhaps it's thoughts we shouldn't be having. Every single person experiences these different things to different degrees and it's super important to identify what are your weaknesses, what are the things that you shouldn't be doing. I explained to the ladies that our religion is super simple. Stick to our obligations and refrain from sins. When we simplify it to that degree, everything becomes straightforward. Everything becomes a little less clearer and easier to comprehend. So identifying what your flaws are as a Muslim individual allows you to understand where you need to work on first. Is it sins in your heart, sins in your behavior? 
you know, sins of the tongue. What specifically is the most flawed aspect of you? And please bear in mind when I say flawed, it's not something negative. Being able to identify your flaws is actually a gift because there are a lot of people out there who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has literally blinded them from their own misfortunes, from their own flaws, and that is not to benefit them. That is because those people aren't going to live a very successful akhirah. So if you do have a sound mind that is able to comprehend and identify within yourself what needs to be worked on, what needs to be changed, that is a gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we should really take that as a blessing, not as a curse, not as something that puts you down, not something that brings shame. It is a blessing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has chosen you to assess yourself and work on yourself and inshallah work towards the outcome of Jannah. And when you start to frame your mind in this perspective, you start to want to do better. You start to get a fire, a hunger inside of you of how can you change these things? How can you become better? How can you become worthy of Jannah? Like we're talking about Jannah. And another thing that I spoke to about the ladies is imagining, you know, you're going for a job application and we write this resume and we put all of our qualifications and certificates and experience and we make it look all pretty and proper and like we are the person that this company cannot be without. Now I ask you, what do you want your book on the day of judgment to be filled with? Is this not like your resume of being worthy of going into Jannah? Isn't this not the proofs and the evidences that you need in order to acquire and attain such a blissful reward? Even though this reward is guaranteed for you, if you have the correct belief in your heart, if you are a true righteous Muslim, don't you still want to go up there and have the best book and resume and foot forward that you possibly can? I was listening to a lesson a couple of weeks ago and what's really stuck with me is the fact that we have two angels writing absolutely everything down that we do. And these angels are righteous Muslims. Like they are blessed righteous Muslims and they are writing down everything I do whether it's something good whether it's something bad whether it's something in between something I said something I looked at something I spelt something I typed everything isn't that a little bit scary a little bit unsettling when we do want to sin when we do want to give into desire when we do want to do something wrong that there is such righteous people writing all of this down isn't it a little bit shameful doesn't it make you want to think twice before you do something and that's not even stopped there Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sees you and he hears you and he knows you what is seen and what is unseen Isn't that in itself 
a buffer zone for us to stop and say, okay, what do I need to fix? Okay, I have this feeling. Okay, I have this thought. Okay, I have this desire. Okay, I'm participating in this. And slowly, slowly write this list and work at it one at a time. Don't expect yourself to change overnight. Don't expect yourself to see the rewards of this change overnight. Don't expect yourself for this to be an easy path. But giving up something for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can only lead you to a great place, can only lead you to reward, can only lead you to benefit yourself. At the end of the day, we need Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy, his forgiveness, his sustenance, his mercy. We need it. So really, if we are giving up anything for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we should do it willingly and openly and in a hurry because we know the reward, the barakah, the, the blessings that are going to come with that. But yet we stall and we find it hard and we make up excuse and we listen to our nafs instead of going against it and we listen to our desires and then we get caught up in this circle of wanting to let go because we know we should, but we don't let go because it's hard. And that is where we go into the second pillar, which is understanding everything in this dunya, in this world, is temporary. Everything. Everything you feel, everything you think, everything you've cried over, everything you've gotten angry over, everything you've smiled and laughed over, every memory you've made, every person you've met, everything that you can touch and see around you is temporary. Some of it fills you up, some of it depletes you, some of it you're glad you acquired and some of it you wish you didn't. But at the end of the day, it is all temporary. And no wonder we are finding it hard to move away from these desires and these behaviors and these aspects of our life because to us, we get so attached to it like it's never ending, like this is our life forever, like we're always going to be here, like we have the next 40, 50 years here. But if we lived a life where everything is temporary, thoughts are temporary, feelings, people, things around us, how much more value will we bring to every single day? Because we will have the ability to let go of every single day. Not hold attachment, not hold expectation, not hold nervousness, not hold critical thinking, uh, intrusive thoughts, overwhelm and overthinking, not, not be the best version of ourselves because we think, oh, I'll start that next week. No. But if every single day we looked at it as temporary, if something that upset you we looked at as temporary, if something that disappointed you we looked at as temporary, if you being understood is something that's temporary, if whatever pain and hurt you are feeling is temporary, And let me go a step further. If you looked at all of these, all of these, and you took it with patience, you took it with the Jannah mindset of saying, you know what? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows what's in my heart. And that is sufficient. Not needing 
to overexplain yourself, not in needing to get angry over something, not needing to chase and chase and chase and chase something, knowing that it's just failed and failed and failed. Knowing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and what he has planned is far greater than any plan that I can have for myself. How much ease comes from that? How much ease comes from adopting a Jannah mindset where we know that, you know what, I may be in pain right now, but my eternity in Jannah doesn't encompass that. I may have people around me now that bring me down, but my eternity in Jannah doesn't encompass that. I may have failed and failed and failed and failed, but if I've passed in my akhirah, I am the last one who's going to be successful, inshallah. So when you really weigh up the odds, a lot of things become really insignificant. A lot of people, a lot of places, a lot of materialistic things, a lot of things we strive for and we worry about and we hold in our heart become extremely insignificant when we start to weigh it up against our bigger picture, which is Jannah, inshallah. Highlighting how insignificant this world is and the only significance of this world is to do what we can to acquire Jannah, inshallah, to leave a legacy to leave something behind for people to know you by. Have you ever thought what it is you want to leave behind for people to know you by? What character do you want to be known as? That's far greater than the car you drove or the things you used to wear or the bag you carried or the successful business you ran? What really do you want to know, be known by? What really do you want to leave behind? What really do you want to sit in Jannah and share Allah with your fellow companions and say to them, we dreamed of this, we worked towards this, we prayed for this, we fed the poor for this, we gave in charity for this, we went to Hajj for this, we met in groups to speak about knowledge on this, we gave up X, Y and Z for this. Wasn't it worth everything? Can you just imagine having that conversation in Jannah with the people that you strove to Jannah for and with, should I say? How powerful, how insignificant everything around you becomes. And I just want to recite something very small, a transliteration from Surah Tur, verse 21. And those who believed and whose descendants followed them in faith, we will join with them their descendants and we will not deprive them of anything of their deeds. Every person for what he earned is retained. And I chose this specific verse to show you that whatever you put in in this life, Whatever, no matter how small you may think it is, it could be that one thing that tips the scale for you. It could be the smallest thing that pushes you over the line to attain Jannah. And that everything you do pull 
in is retained. It is like a savings account that you can fill up and 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 you can fill up up knowing that every bit you fill up acquires a new level in Jannah, a new significance in Jannah, perhaps a home in Jannah. Whatever it is you desire, you are never at a loss. This is an account that will always remain for you. This is an account that is there no matter what. And you have the choice to allow that account to grow as far as you wish, maintain it as long as you wish, or for it to be depleted. That choice is yours. Now, if we've identified ourselves and who it is we are and the aspects we need to work on, and we've spent time looking into ourselves and saying, what am I attaching myself to? What am I getting upset about? What are things that are bringing me down? And if it has got to do all with dunya, then we know we are too attached to a temporary world. That that needs to shift as well as work on our behaviors and our characteristics. And that together will create a jannah mindset. And inshallah, if you apply that every single day and you share that and you allow yourself to live a life around that, there is no other outcome for you but to be successful by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, by the guidance Allah puts in you, inshallah. And by understanding that everything you put in, inshallah, you will get it back. Thank you for following along. Thank you for listening. If you haven't already, please click follow on my podcast to stay up to date. I look forward to speaking to you guys and occupying a space in your mind in my next podcast episode. Peace.